the first thing that you need to do is, is really understand your ICP, right? What's your ideal customer profile? What do they care about? How are they measured? And that is really important because you got to put that in your word tracks, in your talk track, right? And so, you know, how are you measured? What are your issues? So on and so forth. So when you are doing the demo, you're not just talking about the stuff you think is cool. You're talking about the stuff they care about. And, you know, when we try to do a demo, we don't want to do a demo with one person on the phone. This is why we qualify. We want the buying committee on the phone, right? Because as you know, buying committees now are way larger than ever before. Um, and so you want to ensure that when somebody shows up on the call, you will have their other colleagues on the call and everyone's got different KPIs. And I think it's really important that before you start demoing, say, you know, you say, hey, thanks for trying to call. Excited to be here with you guys today. And then have a slide that just highlights, like, here's what we've discovered thus far. Hey everyone, George Soto here, and you're watching Demo Diaries. Today, I am joined by my good friend, Olivier LeBay, who is president at Metadata. And you have done like some incredible things over the last few years in your career, worked for some of the most popular companies in our space. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, why don't you take a quick second to introduce yourself, tell folks a little bit about your career background and how'd you get into technology? Yeah, yeah, sure thing. Um, so I got in tech a little late compared to most people. Oftentimes people get into tech right after uh, college, but I decided to wait until I was about 30 years old. Um, and uh, I was in the Bay Area at the time. And I just you know, met so many people in tech. I'm like, man, I should, I should try that. So um, I tried Glassdoor first. Um, so I went to Glassdoor in the early days, some hundred employees at that point. Nobody knew what Glassdoor was. They thought we were going to try to fix your windows. And, uh, <laughs> but, and I spent a couple of years there, learned about you know, uh, go-to-market, learned how to sell on the phone, which I wasn't used to originally. I, I sold face-to-face you know, -face in person. I uh, did a couple of years there and then I uh, decided I wanted to go to a small startup so that I could really learn uh, from the ground floor. So I joined a small company called Fliptop. I think I was employee number eight or nine. Um, the company had just done a pivot, which was interesting. And then they, they developed this predictive account scoring technology. I showed up on the first day and um, I was like, all right, I was told you guys had 20 customers. Where are the customers at? I want to talk to them. Like, yeah, we don't have any customers, I'm sorry. Uh, so I'd have to figure that one out. And we scaled that company for 18 months, um, then got acquired by LinkedIn. This was a, it was a really nice thing. Um, and then I went to another small company, uh, which was G2 Crowd at the time, about 30 employees. Um, I joined their uh, sales team and then um, took over as uh, VP of sales and uh, scaled the team from you know a couple people to well over 100. Um, and then, you know, we were able to grow to, uh, you know, international growth, which was really exciting. Um, I got, you know, to learn how to manage teams and manage managers that were managing teams and scaling. And um, that was really fun. And then I also am super passionate about product. That's really one of the things I feel like I'm a sales, you know, historically I was a sales guy, uh, but really focused on, on the product aspect. Um, and so, you know, uh, during my time there, we, we developed some pretty cool things, including Byron 10. Uh, which led me to be introduced to metadata. Um, so I joined uh, metadata about a year and a half ago. 
um, overseeing the go-to market teams. And essentially while I was at G2, uh, we sold intent data, we saw content, uh, similar to what Gartner and Forrester are selling. And we found that many of our customers are buying this content and the intent data, they wanted us to activate it. And uh, that was something that we didn't offer. And so was introduced to Metadata, who was a customer of G2. Um, and then we saw amazing success. Um, and so, you know, after talking to Gil, the CEO of Metadata, uh, over the span of a, you know, six months or so, I decided I wanted to make a, a move. And so I uh, joined Metadata um, about a year and a half ago. Awesome. And I remember Doug when uh, he first started Flip Talk Pop. And, uh, that's right. I was, uh, I think that's probably when I first learned of, of you and uh, you did some incredible things there at that company. And, you know, so I, I considered Doug and Flip Top what you, what you did there as like the early innovators in social data, right? Like that was. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, basically, you know, leveraging social signals from a graphic, sociographic data, technographic data to figure out, you know, what does your ICP look like? Um, and this was the beginning. Uh, Flip-top was one of the first companies to go to market, competing with the likes of Infer and Lattice Engines, which were really early on. And then, and then Sixth Sense came on, came on um, while we, when we sold, Sixth Sense started the call. And now I'm, you know, after four years at G2, I'm, now I'm back, you know, competing with the likes of Sixth Sense. And uh, what's interesting is the predictive accounts scoring space kind of just dissipated. I thought there was going to be, you know, the next wave and, you know, kind of, you know, petered out and got, you know, incorporated um, into different products over the years. Awesome. Well, you know, we are all about the demo here at Reprise. And so we, we really wanted to talk to thought leaders and experts out there and kind of learn how they handle their demo experiences from getting one all the way to making sure that the top track is followed and those sort of things. From your experience, where do you as a head of sales go to to get a demo and what's that process like generally? Yeah, so where do, so if I'm buying something, where do I go to get a demo or for my sales process on our end? Yeah, for your sales process, uh, where do you usually go to, to get the demo that you would use now for the team internally to then demo your product to their prospects? Yeah, so the couple things. One is we, we leverage self-guided tours. We're a huge believer in that. A uh, big part of what I like to do is remove friction from the sales process. Uh, and oftentimes people are not ready to talk to sales, right? And so I love the fact that, you know, you can go on our, our website and you can do a self-guided tour and that really speeds up the sales process when somebody does that tour and they still want to talk to you, you know that, you know, this is probably going to be a, a good opportunity. Um, so the way that we structure our sales process is essentially we're pretty uh, dependent on inbound. Um, I would say and we're, we're a small team where uh, there's a company, we, you know, we've got about 36 employees right now, um, one BDR, and then we have four account executives. And essentially what happens is that we, we get, you know, a couple hundred inbound demos a month. Uh, the BDR will then go ahead and qualify. Uh, for us, there's certain things that we're interested in, such as tech stack, because we integrate to that tech stack. We want to make sure we can integrate to what the prospect has. Um, and then the other thing is budgets. Um, the main thing that we do from an ABM standpoint, you mentioned ABM, we, we don't consider ourselves an ABM vendor, although we play in that sandbox, but essentially budgets are important. So we just qualify. And then what we do is we have an introductory call 
we don't do a demo on that call. Uh, usually we just talk at a high level about what we do. We talk about experimentation and our use of multivariate experimentation. We talk about the integration capabilities that we have. We talk about reporting. Um, and then what we do then is then we schedule a demo. And the demo is usually on the second call. Uh, and I'm very fortunate to have inherited uh, one of the best demoers I have ever come across. And his name is Logan. Logan is our head of growth at Metadata. And he acts also as a sales engineer. So um, he's a you know, marketer by trade, also knows how to do sales. And so uh, for the majority of the accounts uh, that come inbound, once they get qualified, Logan will be the one uh, that will do a demo with our uh, account executives. Uh, and during that demo, it's pretty technical um, because we get into you know, building audiences um, and our customers have a variety of needs when it comes to the audience building. And that's important because that's who you're going to target in your advertising campaigns. Uh, we essentially are uh, a tool that you know, automates the meta generation. And so we built, you know, we show how we can build audiences. We show about all of the data that we have available. And then we talk about the experimentation engine where you can isolate variables, text, copy, image, so on and so forth. The audience, the channel that you're advertising in, and then we talk about attribution. So long with an answer, essentially we have one of the best demoers is uh, Logan. And uh, we're, you know, very careful about, you know, the time that uh, we, you know, how much meetings we put on this calendar. Um, and so we tend to be pretty tight around the um, qualifying part uh, before you get to a demo. Got it. So it sounds like you have a, you, you sort of take product led approach at the front, put people into some sort of self-guided tour, have them self-educate and qualify and then go into a discovery and then demoing is on the second call. And that's done by more technical stakeholder. That's awesome. What yeah. best practices would you give a sales leader out there around onboarding and training their reps, whether they're SDRs, AEs or SEs, um, around doing the right demo, following that talk track, making sure that yeah. Uh, you know, value points, or as uh, my colleague says, aha moments. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, this is uh, interesting for me to say, but I'm I'm all about process, which is I was just laughing because when I you know, I was a sales rep and I think I was a pretty good sales rep, and I was like process, you don't need process. Just put me on the phone, and I'm gonna close the deals. And then now that you know uh, I'm managing people. I'm all about process. And so I think the first thing that you need to do is, is really understand your ICP, right? What's your ideal customer profile? What do they care about? How are they measured? And that is really important because you got to put that in your word tracks, in your talk track, right? And so, you know, how are you measured? What are your issues? So on and so forth. So when you are doing the demo, you're not just talking about the stuff you think is cool. You're talking about the stuff they care about. And, you know, when we try to do a demo, we don't, want to do a demo with one person on the phone. This is why we qualify. We want the buying committee on the phone, right? Because as you know, buying committees now are way larger than ever before. Um, and so you want to ensure that when somebody shows up on the call, you will have their other colleagues on the call and everyone's got different KPIs. And I think it's really important that before you start demoing, say, you know, you say, hey, thanks for trying to call. Excited to be here with you guys today. And then have a slide that just highlights like, here's what we've discovered thus far. Do you guys agree with that? 
and then go around and ask the people on call, you know, on top of this, what else do you care about, right? And I think demos, specifically when they're live demos, uh, need to be about the customer, the prospect, right? Because everyone's got different needs, and I don't think that you can go ahead and say the same thing to everybody uh, because everybody's unique, and they want to feel like they're unique. And so I think that's super critical to running effective demos is, is having a slide at the beginning of the call and saying, here's what we know about your business, anything we're missing. And then during the call, make sure you highlight all of those things. The other part that I think is interesting is the ability to record the people running the demos, right? Uh, because that just levels everybody. And so I've been a huge fan of call recording software and several of them out there. And that just makes everybody better. And so um, it takes some getting used to, obviously, but you know, I've been, you know, probably been using call recording software at the company I've been involved in for like four years at least. And I see amazing, amazing capabilities there, not only to get the people to do a better job entering notes in Salesforce, which is always an issue, uh, but also for training, right? Uh, we are about to scale. We're going to go and probably double the, the size of the revenue team within the next 12 months here. And so it's very important for us to have the infrastructure in place where we do have process, we understand our ICP, um, and then you know we can basically create a demo that is personal to the user um, because they can essentially now go on our site and go through it. And, you know, it's not going to be personalized, but it gives them a reason to want to talk to us, right? They get to understand at a high level the capabilities we offer. And by the time they come to us, we have to make it all about them. Got it. Now, if you think about the demo that the BDR does versus an AE versus an SC, are there any nuances or differences between those? And the reason why I ask is, you know, we, we think a lot about that micro demo that maybe someone does at the you know, very beginning of the middle of a funnel, right? Or, uh, or maybe on that second call for you folks, some folks will do demo on that first call. Do you see any distinctions? Do you ever train your reps to say, hey, this first call demo or second call demo is much shorter. And then maybe the you know, the, the one that the SE does is going to be more of a proof of concept, maybe a little more built out. Yeah. So at this company specifically, I, we are sticking to the process because it works. Now, when I was at, you know, G2 and we had a hundred sales reps at some point while I was there, everybody ran de demos di differently. And the pitch over there was very different. Uh, and for us, this is a very technical software and we need to have the best person run the demo. And we've figured out that Logan is the person. And so we, for the most part, only have Logan. I sometimes will do a demo um, as well for, for certain people. And some of our reps will, will, will do demos, uh, but I found that they're not as effective uh, as Logan has been known to be. And so we just stick with them. But you know, when I was at G2, it was a very different cell, right? It was a very emotional cell. Um, th this cell is very focused on ROI and data integration. But when you're selling you know, reviews and you're selling intent data and content, everybody has a different style. And I think it's important for people to, for companies to get their reps to practice a lot. Uh, and not do so necessarily with the customers because now you have all this car recording. 
software. You can practice with your team. They can give you feedback. And there's some cool new stuff that I've just recently seen with like on-call uh, coaching. Or now they're like there's some some software that you know you can get on-the-call coaching, which I think is, is great. And it'll be interesting to see how distracted that is to account executive. Um, but I think it's important for people to practice uh, before they get on the phone. Um, and then to also have their personality come out in the sale, in the sales cycle. And so, uh, you know, obviously we build playbooks at G2 and we built playbooks at, you know, Fliptop and even here, but at the end of the day, I think it's important to understand if you are the sales leader um, about, you know, how can you increase your conversion rates? And so that's the first thing, you know, I, I would look at is, you know, who is the best at demoing? Then I record those people, get people to practice you know, and create a framework around the best people in the company and then get people to practice and then they can go on the call and then, you know, go ahead and, and, and share the story with, with the, um, the prospects. But it takes time, right? Most, most people are not good demoers. I mean, within the first two months, you're like, just okay. And I, at this company, and I thought I knew marketing pretty well because I've been in the space for eight years. It took me like nine months to understand the product inside and out. And I still, there's parts that I still don't, you know, uh, feel super comfortable explaining, but you know, it's good to have people that have been with the company for years that you can fill in the gaps uh, when those occur. That's awesome. Now, do you ever send a link to a demo and in the follow-up, the behind scenario? Yeah, so we, we do send the recordings at times, right? And somebody says, okay, I wasn't able to get everybody on the call. Uh, can we get, you know, uh, your sales engineer to go back on the phone? I'm like, nope. Uh, they missed the demo. Here's the recording. Uh, but, it, you know, if you guys are, are interested, you know, we, we can get back on the phone together. But uh, we tend to be very strict about, because we just we don't have the bandwidth. I mean, we're, we're a small company and we're, we're growing really rapidly and we're super efficient, um, you know, given the amount of revenue we're doing with just four account executive is the most of that. You know, been involved in at this point. And so we have to be very careful about how much time we allocate to doing demos. We don't just give demos for fun. Uh, we want to make sure that the buying committee is in that demo and that we understand the needs of the customers before we bring our team to that meeting. Awesome. Well, drum roll here, our last question. Thank you again for your time. What's one tip we give folks out there, sales leaders, SE leaders around improving their demo today? Something that's super actionable that they can implement here today? Yeah, I, I mean, I think the ICP uh, exercise is probably the, the most crucial one. Um, so understand what your buyer's needs are. Understand what their KPIs are, what they're measured on. Um, I think it's crucial because what I'm a huge fan of is generating content to educate your buying committee about things they should be thinking about. So in this case, we are very focused on demand generation uh, individuals. So people that do demand generation are usually the growth or different titles that you know these individuals might have today. They're very focused on lead to opportunity conversion rate. Um, what is my cost per SQL? What is you know my cost per opportunity? So on and so forth. So creating content, understanding your ICP, and then generating content to educate them so that they come to your website so that you could they could read an article. At the point you cookie them, right? And then if you can figure out who they are, then you can send them you know individual notes and so on. So I'm a big fan of data tracking the behavior of the prospects. 
that are entering uh, the sales cycle and also bringing value to the conversation. Uh, because if you bring value, they're going to keep coming back. But if they feel like you're trying to sell them something and you don't care about them or you don't know enough about them uh, to give them value in your interactions with them, I think that that's where sales misses out. Got it. You know, that statement around bringing value really reminds me of something I heard in the past, which was, you know, really being the expert in the room. Well, now it's on Zoom, right? And yeah. Really being that source of information and, uh, you know, not just sitting there trying to close it. So that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Folks want to follow you on social media, learn more about metadata or maybe consume some of that content you talked about. What are the best URLs or channels to reach you? Yeah, LinkedIn. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter. Um, I like my Twitter handle, but I don't spend much time posting uh, on Twitter. So it's Ollie underscore G. Uh, but uh, best part, uh, best place to find me will probably be on LinkedIn uh, and company websites, metadata.io. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time and have a wonderful evening. Thank you. It's good to see you. Likewise.